Hello world, we are Sarua and Sofia. We are honored that you're embarking this journey with us. Coming to you from across continents in early Sunday mornings. We are here to talk to you about life, love, self-worth, relationships, hardships, motivation, career, creativity, and everything in between. So make yourself comfortable, grab a cup of tea or coffee, and enjoy your early birth talk. Okay. Hello. And good morning. Good morning. Hi. How are you doing? You all look shiny and uh, we are welcoming here a third voice today again. And it is Fatim Zahra Nasik. So here's a quick disclaimer that this is the second time we will be recording with Fatim Zahra. The first time we had a technical issue. So we are really grateful and thankful uh, for Fatim Zahra to make it here another time. That make us super happy and super excited to be able to do it another time. And probably it's going to be better. And I could say that Fatim Zahra right now is a host more than a guest. Oh, no. <laughs> thank you, you Safiya, and thank you, Salwa, for inviting me once again to have the opportunity to share with you some awesome moments again. I'm pretty sure it's going to go as better than the last time this time. Inshallah, uh, we're, we're going to be able to share some um, awesome moments again. <laughs> For sure, there's going to be a yeah. lot of insights over here. Um, let's just draw a picture of what's happening here. Um, three girls having a lot of uh, sunlight, well, two mainly, but they <laughs> have it. Um, two sharing the color red, and the other two sharing probably some similar microphones. <laughs> okay, so just uh-huh. have totally. that in your mind, guys. I like drawing in the picture, so. The story is full and filled. Um, we know Fatima for a while now. Fatima is doing some really funny stuff. There's just a lot of sun here. Yes, yes, we love doing this. And um, so Fatima is someone I personally know for what, nine years now? Oh my God. Time goes by so fast. Oh for God. nine years, wow. we met the first first year during the first year in university. Um, time went by, but I think somewhere in the galaxy, connections were still made, <laughs> and we were just needing another time to sit with Sophia and Fatima and have this real honest talk mm-hmm. about Fatima and what she does in her life, which is. Politics. I've never spoken politics here, right, Fatia? Um, yeah, that's so true. And you know what? Fatim Zahra shared uh, the same sort of academic, uh, the academic path we all had. Like the three of us probably graduated from an architecture school, but one of us is uh, uh, doing politics, and it's not what you think, you know. Uh, I first know, knew Fatim Zahra through uh, Inactus. She was so active. She's this social bee who's uh, almost everywhere in Erfan, I think, at that time. Um, 
I, I really, I really cherish her energy, and she was, uh, let's say, a pioneer. But there's a lot to Fatem Zahra, and that's why we are gonna let her introduce herself. So, hi, Fatem Zahra Nasik, by the way, <laughs> and welcome to our podcast another time. So, if you can just uh, introduce yourself, uh, really, Sasia, <laughs> how can I introduce myself after? After all of this, I mean, you, you said more than enough. Um, you know how I am. You know how how I don't like to put the spotlight so much on me. But thank you, thank you so so much um, for this uh, huge presentation that you already made of myself. Uh, what can I add? Yes, I studied architecture. I specialized in territory and city management here in Morocco. Um, and throughout my studies, I started working at Enactus, um, where um, it was an amazing experience. And then um, after ending my work there, I joined the Moroccan Foundation for Tutoring uh, with the partnership with the partnership of uh, the MCC account here in Morocco and the UNICEF. And later on, I joined the Konrad Adenauer Stiftung team here in Rabat. Um, and I'm currently working with a team on a project called Get Involved for More Women in Politics in Morocco and Benin. And it is a project um, co-funded by the European Union and many European and African um, partners. Yes. <laughs> Great. That's awesome. Wow. How come you, um, you went from architecture to politics, even though... Uh, you know, somehow uh, I could feel the connection, but I think let's just break it down to our listeners because architecture and politics sound like two complete separate words uh, to the mainstream person, per se, right? Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It, might, it may seem like some two opposite things or things that doesn't get linked in a proper way, but for me... Um, the human connection it was it's what the, was the motive that drive that that has got driven me throughout all these experiences um, starting from Enactus mm -hmm. where it was a community of 4000 students doing social work um, through social entrepreneurship um, and then the Moroccan foundation for tutoring once again it was with um, 32 high schools um, and later on here mm -hmm. at this project, uh, women, women Empowerment in Politics, where we are working with, I think, yeah, about 20 political parties in Morocco and Benin. So the human connection mm -hmm. <laughs> for me, <Yeah>. definitely. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. That's cool. Um, for our listeners, to just uh, give you some context. So we've been doing this uh, special series about women and wild women. Yeah. And if we are having today Fatim Zara, it's because we have already tackled women in arts, women around faith, women and activism, which is today's episode. And soon, inshallah, we will have women and uh, parenting, because that's also part of what we do as women. We rock it. Uh, so you said that uh, you've been involved a lot with social enterprise. And I think that Fatim Zara has that uh, sort of life of service for other communities, always taking care of others. Uh, but I would love to know, when was the turning point? When did you feel uh, the déclic, as we say in French? And you were like, I oh, you know what? I don't want to design houses for now. I want to help communities. Uh -huh. Well, um... Letting go of the of the architecture, my architecture studies wasn't something that I did 
until now i'm always linked to architecture um the the turning point if i may say was really um going each and every day to my school and realizing that um and seeing actually in other schools the community spirit that you feel whenever you go in uh, the faculty mm-hmm. in the um Beit Marifa, the dorm that we had yeah. near to the to the yeah. school and the spirit that was uh <laughs> the spirit that was there when you you know you 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 feel you 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 could saw how mm-hmm. people were um gathering until late at night and loving what they were doing and sharing things and being there for each other especially when you have so many mm-hmm. students um living far from their parents so they don't they they don't feel that that kind of spirits um spirit there so at one point i decided it was important for us and at our school to have something um that is engaging like that uh, besides school and beside our homework mm-hmm. because you know how it can be sometimes very devastating to stay late at work just to do some homeworks and yeah from that point um, mm-hmm. I shared uh, this um, these feelings with some of my friends and we decided to visit um, some other enacted teams as we heard about it and yeah from there we started working on it and alhamdulillah it got to, <laughs> to what it got <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy how we realize that at some place there are a lot of people that could be people coming in and out every day and still not having the connection and this community feeling and still craving for that and sometimes it only takes one person like what you did to start that sparkle and start attracting all the people who are actually craving for our community and and that feeling of sharing some similar interest and passion. Yeah. And I think of maybe today we're even more uh, in, in the social distancing era, it's even more important. Yeah, definitely. Right. And I, I can say that it's all about the energy that someone is letting go, you know? Um, you, you can feel when someone is kind of having a pure and honest soul than someone who just wants to use some other people to achieve a certain goal. And uh, me and my friends, it was really about just creating the community and sharing experiences and sharing thoughts. So I think that was the most important thing that made us achieve what we did. Uh. Oh, I really like the intention <laughs> to just build a community, which is also what we're trying to do here at the Early Birds Podcast, although we love to think of it as a digital home for listeners, guests, and us, of course. Um, Amen to that. I so agree with the IMG uh, part. Yeah. Um, that's our, we have to start with an intention <laughs> just to make sure that our energies are aligned. I've, I've got one question related to that experience though before we jump on and talk about what you're doing right now. Um, working with your friends, that's not an easy matter, <clears throat> I guess. Um, what was the thing that you've learned most from that experience, especially, you know, under this group of working with your friends? Yeah, um, definitely you touched the most important thing about that, my experience in an actus, um, not from an exterior perspective, but 
from for me why Enactus was important for me because mm-hmm. as you said I had the experience with the with my friends my closest friends and I can assure you it wasn't easy we confronted mm-hmm. ourselves so many times we knew our um, qualities and default um, I'm missing the word here um, um, shortcomings well. probably uh, Anyway, uh, so uh, yeah, flaws, our flaws, our flaws. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it wasn't easy to you know sit at a table and confront each other, um, and making sure that our relationship stays healthy, <laughs> no matter what we are going through, because um, especially with, especially in the fact that we were friends. Um, two years before starting the project and um, and yeah it wasn't easy I can assure you that uh, it became hard at one point especially when we were letting go of the bureau executive of the team but uh, alhamdulillah now if you see our uh, group of friendship uh, you can see how good it it the good that it did to us uh, to go through that yes. experience. Now yeah. I know exactly that this friend mm. um, is very good at this, not good at that. But we are talking about all the flaws that all that we have that we all have in such um, an easy way. And we know if we mm. want to collaborate, we could collaborate mm-hmm. here, but not there because there we cannot um, agree on our vision. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we discovered a lot. Yeah. There's a beautiful saying. Yeah, there's a beautiful saying that goes like, uh, if you want to go fast, you go alone. But if you want to go far, then you have to go together. And uh, I can only see how far you have come, girls, like as a group of friends, mashallah, really uh, cheering you and rooting for you uh, from uh, from where I am right now. And that's really very uh, inspiring, actually. Um, So I think now we get to to the bottom line why you are here today so you are here also to talk to us about women right femininity and many concepts but first let's get to know more about what you're doing so we've mentioned at the beginning of the episode you're going to you're working in politics so do you have your own political party huh no no to be able to work mm. in such a project, um, yeah, uh, it's impossible mm. for me to have a political party for now, for now. You never know what might come after this experience. But um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm working with the political parties, but I don't have my own political party. <laughs> so are you working only with women or you are focused on women's uh, implication and involvement in politic- politics? Like, can you tell us more about your job? Of course, uh, we are working with women and men in political parties. Um, Mm -hmm. We are uh, implementing many activities here in Morocco and Benin, many types of activities. Uh, Between them, we have um, some um, leadership, uh, how can I say it? Uh, leadership activities where we got where we are involving all the mm-hmm. leaders of the political parties uh, to help them realize mm-hmm. how uh, getting the gender glasses is important in order to achieve what they want to achieve mm-hmm. um, not just to put them mm-hmm. uh, the baton dans les roues but 
um, to help them achieve the goals that they want to achieve as a political parties uh, within a democratic mm-hmm. society. Uh, we also oh. have com- capacity. Sorry. Yeah, please keep, go on. And, okay. And we also have capacity building activities uh, for young women within political parties. And here we uh, try to work with them uh, and straighten their communication skills, their leadership skills, their team, team spirit skills. Uh, if I may say, and we also have um, other type of activities that are involving um, many women from different political parties in order to help them create a network. Uh, and we think that this the network huh. is very important here in order to you know um, create um, a platform where. All the women, uh, regardless of their political party's affiliation, can team up and help each other. Because, you know, all the stereotypes that comes from <laughs> a team where there's so many women, you know, yeah. especially here in Morocco. Donc, uh... <laughs> so, yeah, if I can sum up, these are the different types of activities that we, that we have in Morocco and Benin. And, of course... Um, mm-hmm. The network part is the most important, and um, I almost forgot we also have a mentoring program uh, within the project, where we try to mm-hmm. link um, some leaders of the political parties with some young women that we see have the potential of going very far away, and um, helping us build this strong community of women leaders in politics. So, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> that's oh. it. <laughs> Doing, yes, for women leaders. Yes. Uh, I've got so many questions popping up in my mm-hmm. mind, but I'm going to start off with one a little bit aside. Um, maybe not directly linked to women, but anyway, I'm just picturing you as this young lady, 20 something, um, mentor or um, coach or whatever uh, role you're playing. How do you really um, do you have any anecdotes that happened there? Uh, I mean, I know I had so many, but not, I mean, I've never been, already been in the coaching, um, you know, that's another level. It's not just presenting something, you know, you are mentoring people with something, which I, you know, I'm very interested about your experience in that. Always, um, how can I say it in a more synthesized way, Sophia, if you got me in a clearer way? Uh- yeah, you know, I love to summarize. Hey, Sophia is here. So, uh, long story short, can you tell us what is there about the funniest thing that happened to you while you were coaching? Because when you are coaching and you are being a mentor to someone else, it's not as if you are only giving a presentation and you'll be like, they will forget about you. Probably will impact some people and probably there's a level of connection that you have to establish. So what's the funniest thing that happened to you? Like, because you're young yeah, and you're 20 something. I guess, especially, especially and, as a young women, um, having um, different age uh, rights mm-hmm. to men and women in the room. It's, yeah. it's not something culturally you're used to. So, Just to clarify, just to, uh, <laughs> just to clarify something, um, me and uh, two, three other people that we are working um, on this project, um, we don't actually... Mm-hmm. Um, coach the mentees and do the formation parts and stuff. We 
we are here just to mm-hmm. organize make sure that everything goes well monitor the project and um get the right people involved in the project <laughs> so um mm-hmm. but still i can tell you that um seeing two young ladies i'm not actually the only the only one but also um my colleague bedria um is also as young as me and hi bedria <laughs> yes hi. hi bedria and fuad um yeah i can definitely assure you that we had some comments about the age aspect and the fact that we are so young to be in charge of such a big project but still you know what is funny mm-hmm. is that this type of comments didn't hurt us at all and au contraire it was such a motivation for us to <laughs> do more and to make sure that the project is going to be uh, well known is and is going to reach a high mm-hmm. level of impact inshallah i hope so <laughs> yeah inshallah um So um, there's um, one thing like, so let's just sum it up again. Mm-hmm. So you're coming from an architecture background. You are not involved with any political party, yet you are interested into helping the community of leaders in different political parties to learn about how to manage, if I might say, their, uh, their role in political parties, but also to empower women. Um, Can you just, uh, I would love to, if you can give us like some uh, short landscape, of uh, short landscape, um, like snippets from what did you notice in the political landscape here in Morocco and political parties? How many women are there actually in political parties, if you have a rough idea about the percentage of representation? Um, you know what is interesting in the political parties is that um, from my own perspective, personal perspective, I may share it. Um, for me, as long as I have a man that is involved in the political parties, that for me, that means that his wife is also involved in the political party somehow because she is the one that is helping him and she is the one that is uh, making sure that the community around him is well um they are they are enjoying they are enjoying following him and stuff you know um they're like assisting their lives Yeah, so without giving a number, just saying that um, shows you a lot about the importance of the women um, in the political parties. <laughs> For sure. I love this yeah. answer. And if the man is uh, not married, I'm sorry, Safiya, and if the man is not married, he'll definitely has, ha- have his mom supporting him and making sure that he gets to where he wants to be. <laughs> Okay, so here's how it is done in So, if you're a man or women, you're a political party. Most political parties now in Morocco are so managed by women, either directly or indirectly. So, beware. Um. So, wait, it reminds me of uh, the saying behind every successful man, there's actually a woman. And that is so true. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, not only just the fact that when you are so involved in politics, I guess you, I guess you have no office hours. It's almost all the time you're engaged there. There's so many activities going on, I guess. Um, so everything else in your life, actually, the wife or the woman in your life is managing. So that's 
a way to set you ready for success. If you didn't have that support system, mm -hmm. I guess, how would you do? Definitely. But for any businessman, right? Yeah. Question is, how do you do when you are the women engaged in a political party? <laughs> or any business, um, you know, time-consuming and energy-draining activity who that's the um, support system part this is an open question for our listeners yeah um but this question should not be asked just to women it should yeah. be asked to mm. men and women and oh. um mm. alhamdulillah nowadays we have so many Uh, we don't have many, but we have some examples, some good examples that shows us that it's possible. Um, if you start making sure that you have the proper environment around you that helps you get to what you want to, to where you want to be, um, nothing is impossible. Mm -hmm. I, I truly believe in this. I agree. Uh, yeah. I want to ask what is your support system, Fatima? My support system right now? Uh, yes. Um, family and friends. <laughs> That's cool. FF. Yeah, mm. choosing the right... Um, family, you mean your parents? My parents. parents encourage you? Because this is a path less traveled. It's not every day that you have an architect who's doing what you're doing right now. Yeah. So how was their reaction? <laughs> Definitely. At first, um, yeah, when I was starting in an actors, they were like... Um, Stay focused on your studies. Uh, don't spend too much time there. <laughs> But at one point, when they saw um, that I could get a job, kind of, even though if, yeah, get a part-time job out of it, because I was uh, doing so well, um, they saw the potential that I had, and from there, when they mm -hmm. saw that I could you know, have my own money and be independent with it and never ask them again for a penny. <laughs> They were like, okay, you can do whatever you want oh. now. <laughs> never do that. So that's, that's crazy. Cool. Yeah, that's but it wasn't easy at first. But my yeah. point here well, about what I was saying earlier mm -hmm. is that um, it is important to make sure that you have a strong and good relationship with your family in order to be able to achieve what you want in a on a pro professional level. Um, yeah. Whenever you are um, disarguing with your parents, it's okay, it's fine, it happens. You need to sit down and talk through it. Maybe now is not the right time, but tomorrow or the day after tomorrow, you can sit down and talk and um, um, mm -hmm. figure things out. But it's important yeah. to figure things out in order for you to be emotionally... Mm -hmm available to confront all the things that will come to you <laughs> professionally. Uh, uh, yeah, the stability, you mean. Amen to that. Yeah, uh, and true. this is something that true. I believe in so much. Me and my friends, actually, whenever we mm -hmm. feel something that is not good, yeah, we call each other and, you know, we put cards on the table to make sure that we clarify everything and we can move on. <laughs> Easily. <laughs> Here's 
kind of like, there's there's really uh i'm just going to quote a lot of things today i'm so sorry about that uh Brené brown in her in, her, in one of her books i think dare to leave and i would recommend you to read it if you haven't already and she writes and i have it in my room i hang it on the wall it's clear is kind and clear is and kind so clarity it's like being kind to others and being uh, good to others and nice to them. So if you want to be kind to anyone, just be clear to them. Don't leave ambiguity. And, and as you said, have all your cards down on the table and try to sort through the things and so you can find the stability. Yeah, amen to um, that. I would know, I would love to know, like, were, were you a boy? Would you still have this uh, side at you? Or is this uh, a feminine thing that, that comes with you being a woman that you always try to find the stability in order to be able to give? I'm just curious, you know, if you can answer this. Yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> I, I, I've never asked myself this question. If I were a boy, would, would have I done the things in the same way? Never. I guess. Uh, but I guess... For one. Sorry? What did you say? <laughs> Beyonce wouldn't be the if she were a boy. <laughs> uh, nice one, <laughs> Sophia. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, actually. I, I, I don't know what to say about this question. Like, how would you? I guess the underlying in this question is how much you feel like your feminine side um, actually affects your way of making decisions, which would actually, um, we would have to ask you first, <laughs> um, what is femininity for you? Yeah, I'm so um, comfortable today on my couch. This is so not me, usually. <laughs> okay. Um, sorry, uh, so the question was about... I think for the... <laughs> so the first question would be, how do you define femininity or how do you picture this uh, concept? And then it would be, how do you feel like it actually um, uh, affects your decisions and yeah, kind of drives them. Okay, for me, femininity means um, intelligence emotional, emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence. Yeah. Um, nice. That's the new one. We can add on the list. Mm -hmm. uh, can you elaborate? Please? <laughs> I, I can. I can. I can talk about it until tomorrow because uh, uh, this is something that I've noticed on many levels, whether professional levels or personal levels, or within a couple. Um, <sighs> women tend mm -hmm. to anticipate the. Um, emotional reaction of the partner more easily mm -hmm. than men mm -hmm. um, True. men's need to you know um, decorticate the different actions and uh, try to imagine themselves in that situation in order to know what type of feelings they're gonna receive women tend to do that very quickly <laughs> in a blink of an eye um no. So for me, femininity uh, yeah, like, means that. So and yeah, like, go for it. Like you mean, uh, men would rationalize it and kind of analyze it um, in a very rational, brainy way, but women kind of do that, but more of an intuitive kind of way, maybe. Exactly, and that's why mm -hmm. they are so good at um, 
at uh, managing teams. Women. I think women, conflict yeah. management as well. Conflict so, management. Yeah. Yes, of course, women. We, we are the same. What Fatima Zara is saying, what Fatima saying is men are emotionally dumb, unless they work on that, because I believe that everything can be learned. Uh, this is just a way to shock, so that uh, if you didn't get the idea, now I think it's clearer. But I think that you can learn emotional intelligence. So we are not giving up on you, men. You can check our other episodes where we talk about mindfulness and we review books that might be helpful for you so that you could be more emotionally intelligent and stop being um, an emotional dummy. Um, one of the things that I'd love to know, so... Natural. I, I guess it's just less natural. Um, yeah. They're not inclined. I'm not blaming them. Maybe. I'm just describing. Yeah. I'm just saying fact. Um, <laughs> one of the things that I want to know, so as we are talking about femininity, uh, as women are good at uh, dealing with conflict, managing, are emotionally intelligent, but that, does that mean that they can have roles of leadership? Because so far, and I think that's what have been going on for as long as I can remember, is that most of the leader leading sorry, roles are given to men, because many of us, and many uh, people think that men are better in leadership roles. Is that true? And can you uh, tell us about your own experience in that? Because I would know that you're, you've had a lot of uh, many, many occasions when you were a leader of your mm -hmm. own team or, mm -hmm. you know, you can tell us. Um, for me, it's not about um, the fact that men are better than women at leadership positions. It's the fact that women... Um, are not as brave as men when it comes whenever an opportunity is given to them. For instance, mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. I know that uh, whenever we have a seminar or um, table ronde that we we want to organize, um, it's not that we don't have enough women experts. We do. But when it comes to talking mm -hmm. about a certain mm -hmm. topic, we know that the, this person is going to do well to talk about when it comes to talking about that mm -hmm. certain topic. But the women will tend to hesitate before mm -hmm. giving us the agreements. Uh, <laughs> Men will go for it uh, without mm -hmm. hesitating one second, especially when it when the money is involved. <laughs> Um, yeah. women know women yeah, will learn. yeah women will hesitate and they will say that they're not an expert in that field even though we think that they can talk very well about that particular subject even though there's money on the table <laughs> they are more yeah, ethical yeah, and since they are more ethical um, they tend to kind of close doors comparing to yeah. men to themselves Mm. That's true. I, I remember reading somewhere and um, there was this uh, uh, study, I don't remember where or when, but anyway, the results were that um, for um, applying for jobs, women actually tend to uh, wait until they check all the boxes um, needed for that uh, job and then they would apply for it mm -hmm. but men if they only have half of it or not even yeah. they would still apply yeah. and feel like they could they could do it they're good um, 
match for, for the job. So I, I thought that was really interesting and I started <laughs> noticing uh, that pattern in myself whenever I see a job application. Just yeah, my curiosity. Definitely. If I, I, if I just see like eight out of ten, I'm like, I know, I'm not yeah that um, you know um within my circle of friends they are calling me the cheering person i'm always the one that tells them no go for it you should apply even though um you're not the perfect candidate but i really think you should go for it no matter what and just see if it's gonna work out or not <laughs> and if i didn't apply huh. to all the applications um Like, for instance, before mm-hmm. getting to this job, where I am now today, mm-hmm. they were asking for an expert in the mm-hmm. science politique field. I'm coming from an architecture mm-hmm. school. But even though I came from the... Uh, with having an architecture background, I applied because I was so convinced by the project and the impact that was happening um, yeah. that, alhamdulillah, everything went very good. Even in the interview, the human connection was there. Uh, my good energy was there. And I proved to them how I was willing to learn what I didn't know. And that I can ensure them that I was willing to mm-hmm. do my best. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Congrats for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. more courage, more mm-hmm. courage for women, yeah. for sure. And less... Asking for permission, I always say that. Right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, we're always yeah. waiting for someone to tell us, yes, now you can go ahead. Yeah, now it's your chance. But <laughs> men don't mm-hmm. wait for that. They just go for it and do it. They don't ask permission or whether they're good enough or not. So. Mm-hmm. I think to me, Uh, to me, uh, Salwa is the pro in not asking for permission when she wants to do anything yeah. in her life, which is uh, quite uh, an inspiration for all of us, uh, with the random information also that I've just seen popping right now. Okay, so um, uh, Fatim Zahra, I think that we have uh, um, some 10 minutes left for until the end of our episode. And um, I would love to know, uh, now that we have touched uh, on leadership and feminine leadership and how it's different from, uh, from you know, from a male style of leadership that they are more, um, you know, active into seeking opportunities and not like women. That's something we should learn as women. Um, tell me, Fatim Zara, how do you keep yourself inspired and passionate about your life journey? Because I think that right now, probably you're working into politics and I easily see you working in many, many other uh, fields and, you know, amazing journey. So what's keeping you inspired? What's keeping you passionate? Mm. Tough question. <laughs> Let me think yeah. about it for a few seconds. What keeps me passionate? Um, honestly, mm-hmm. I think the, the beauty of the world. I know that it may sound cheesy and mm-hmm. very spiritual or i don't know but um yeah for me the the beauty in the world and whenever i go some yeah deep some down moments um i remember the fact that um i go through that moment because um something better will come and because i'm in the i'm going through a process of learning <laughs> so unfortunately yeah. this is how we learn mm-hmm. 
and um, yeah. inshallah all the things that we come later will become easier and uh, will make me realize what is important in life so for me the all the down moments that i had helped me be grateful for the beautiful world that we are living in mm. i don't know if i made clear my mm. thinking my so thoughts. you're living so you're living your life with a hope i hope that life will get better i mean as low as it gets it will get better eventually next morning, the next week, the next month. I love this. I love this hope thing, honestly. Um, yeah. You convinced what I guess, me also. What, 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 I, what I guess? It's interesting how you get things differently than I do. That's what I love about this co-hosting thing. <laughs> Interpretation. Um, you know, I mostly got the part, the gra- grateful part. Like, I guess it's both. It's at being at the same time grateful you have now, the present moment, which makes you already happy about the now you're at, whatever that now is, but at the same time hopeful for the future. Right, Fatima? Definitely mm-hmm. that, Salwa. <laughs> uh, being helpful, uh, hopeful about the future and um, making sure that, inshallah, I'll be part of building that hopeful future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that is definitely the thing that is driven me. Yes. Fun intended to build the future. Mm. I see mm. what you did there. I'm actually hoping. That's true. All righty. I, I don't know how you do that, Sophia, but we're going to get to the same point of, you know, you know where we're getting. Uh, we'll let you know, Fatima, pretty soon. Um, okay. <laughs> What's the mm-hmm. advice then uh, that you would give to your younger self after all that you've learned these years? We talked about being brave and acting for the mission, trusting yourself and your support system, trusting your intuition. Yes. Hmm. We're not implying that you're not young. You are still young, but when you like younger self, all right? Yeah, don't worry about Please, that. <laughs> um, simply. Um... Try to be especially that teenage yourself, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Trying to be. Uh, I I can easily talk about this since I have um, younger sister that is thirteen years old, and I'm doing my best to encourage her to follow what she loves to do. So whenever I see her um, sitting on the table and drawing something, I start asking her questions. Do you enjoy doing that even when you have? When you're at, when you go through your down moments, if yes, I start encouraging her by buying her things that would help her improve that skills. Um, the next day, if she mm-hmm. enjoys, um, I don't know, um, hearing music, I'm like, um, I try to show her the process of creating music and how it goes, and I tell her if you want to go through that path, you can do it. Nothing is impossible. So, if I can sum it up. Just following the passion of someone because at one point, no matter what you do, no matter the job that you will get, you will always go back to that passion that you have about something and why not invest in it since the beginning? (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's true. But it also links to the question of, sometimes the question is, how do you know that you're passionate about something or not? Some people don't even know yeah, my passion, right? Sorry, I didn't get the question. 
like sometimes for some people it's even hard to know what they're passionate about um so the question is even before that figuring out what you're passionate about and then trying to follow that yeah 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 definitely um in order to know what you are passionate about um you need to jump on different occasion that you have around you um (laughs) curiosity is important here uh for instance i didn't know that i loved creating a community until i started in actus um i didn't know that i love empowering women until i got this the into the project get involved um yeah and i'm still discovering i mean i don't know tomorrow what projects i'm gonna be on but um yeah i'm also i'm always in the process of knowing what my passion is (laughs) so it doesn't have to be one particular thing it might be many things um but as long as you're nurturing yourself and about discovering more about yourself um Mm -hmm. i think you'll do fine (laughs) yeah okay Oh, yeah, I think that learning by doing is a great thing. Like you learn more about yourself uh, as you do. And as long as you change the setting as well, sometimes you might just discover things about yourself when you're working alone. Other times it's when you're working in a team and then you know how not that patient you are, uh, for instance, or you have anger issues, which is okay, but those are things that you can deal with. You know that you can work. I think this leaves us... Yeah, you, you, you get to know yourself and we are here in, in this podcast exactly trying to do that, learning to improve ourselves and to, uh, you know, I love Aida's word, which is life betterment. So we are trying to make our lives better. Uh, this leaves us like to the last, last question. And I think this is uh, traditional. I'm always the one to ask this question. Salwa, if you want, you can go ahead and ask it. I, I feel so bad. No, no, no. Please. Do you know what is funny? I don't actually remember the my answer the last time <laughs> about this question. I feel like it's a whole different ah. talk. I don't know about you girls, but I feel like it's a whole different topic. Yeah, completely different. Yeah, it's a whole different one. But also, it's the sort of the captcha. I will try to see if it's the same answer or you're not the same for them. <laughs> You never know. Evolve. You change. There's some evolution. We love change here. Uh, hard as it gets, and because shedding the snake skin, as Selva put it in her really amazing before dawn meditation, oh, is that. not easy. But we we love that. So for them, Zara, here's the big big question: Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I think so. Drum <laughs> rolls. Uh, so. Okay, so what is your purpose on Earth in this on this planet, not just this planet, but in life? Because I don't know, we might be in Mars <laughs> next few years. So, what's your purpose in life generally, not just on Earth? I don't know. <laughs> what is my purpose on Earth? Um, I would simply say um, to make sure that I end each day. By being grateful <laughs> that I could live that day. <laughs> I really want to be able to sleep and be grateful each day that I'm living, that, that, that I was able to live that day. And I'm still into the process of yeah. being there. 
I think it's a different uh, answer because I don't remember something like that before, but that's very interesting. We're gonna dig deep in the archives and let you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so I love that one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I didn't say that last time, mm-hmm. but I don't remember what I said, but it depends, you know, on what you are going through um, mm. this yeah, week and, and what you need. Before. Yeah, and what you need, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> at the moment. Mm. Yeah, uh, I, I like I like the heights to which you took it today. We went really high. Uh, as much as last time, we were really practical and giving facts and things. Um, I think today it's it's a transformative experience for us. Actually, for me, anyway. I don't know about you, Salwa. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel the energy. Thank you so much for that. Um, this is really something uh, at the end of every day, I think of at least three things I'm very grateful about because I love sleeping on a grateful heart as well. And this would definitely be on the list of my day. So thank you for that. Um, if you thank have you anything you want to share to close up the show, it's all yours. Um, if I have any last things to say is that, um, thank you so much for what you are doing. Thank you so much for letting me discover more about myself throughout your questions. And I really mean it. Um, and, um, yeah, I can just encourage all the people listening to follow them and get the chance of meeting them because I can guarantee you that they are such beautiful spirits <laughs> and beautiful people <laughs> and you. i really mean it <laughs> thank you so much thank you so much for the <laughs> this is your house this is your home yes you come back whenever you want please thank you so much um so yeah there we have it our official this one <laughs> uh, political but not only Thank you once more for being here. Thank you guys for listening to us. And we'll see you for an extra 10 minutes with our same guest, but for a little bit more fun questions this time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to our talk. We had a good time recording it for you. Let us know what was your favorite part. If you liked this episode, please share it with your friends. And don't forget to join the Birds family on Instagram. Peace be upon you all.